Hello, I'm Chris Neeland, host of a new podcast, Cult Brand Secrets, brought to you by The Gathering and Evergreen Podcasts. The Gathering is a Forbes top-rated business summit and a masterclass for brand and business leaders looking to reap the benefits of cult-like adoration. Each year, The Gathering brings together disruptors from around the globe to learn from and to celebrate the leaders behind iconic brands like Marvel, Skittles, Beats by Dre, Yeti, and the Dallas Cowboys. For the first time ever, this podcast will give you access to some of the exclusive business leader learnings from the gathering's past events. Janelle Shiplett titled her remarks, A Brand Best Experience. And she really lived up to that by giving away sage essential oils to all of the attendees at the gathering. And she started off her talk by having everyone in attendance rub on one of these sage remedies and then do some breath work. I really thought that was a perfect introduction because Janelle's whole talk is about the importance of setting an intention and how Sage's enviable growth is tied to servicing an ever-growing community of people who are seeking plant-based solutions to cure various ailments. You know, Colt has this adage that says, don't just get customers to buy, but get them to buy in. And that's really what Sage has mastered. They're not just seeking these transactional relationships. They are earnestly inviting people to be part of their community. You know, Sage has about 70 retail locations now, but most of their growth has happened in just the past few years. And Janelle's talk is going to be highly valuable to any business owner who is seeking to initiate enviable growth. So have a listen. Hi, how's everyone doing this morning? Woo! Okay, well... Thank you so much, Tara. Still get a little nervous, you know, but I am so excited to be here today to talk to you guys a little bit about what we're doing at Sage and hopefully inspire you to do some big and bold things yourselves. The very first thing that I am going to do, though, is Sage um, really likes to connect people with the healing power of plants. And we are a brand that's really best experienced. So I believe that when you walked in today, were you given a Sage remedy? So I'm going to ask you, this is going to be participation required for the next two minutes. What I'm going to ask you to do is we're going to do something called the sage breath. Now, the sage remedy that we've given you can be, could be applied to your pressure points, to your neck, to your arms. Um, but today I'm going to lead you in a sage breath. We've given you the stress release remedy. The three main ingredients in stress release are lavender, orange, and Roman chamomile. With essential oils, we like to say something like your nose knows. So sometimes you're going to smell it and it's going to feel perfect. Like I smelt say, the stress release just before I walked up on stage and I felt my whole body relax. Sometimes you're going to smell it and it's just not going to resonate with you. And that's the power of your nose knows. Lavender is an adaptogen, so it really meets you where you're at and it's going to help calm your nerves. So what we're going to do is, you guys have had this opportunity this week to hear from some super inspiring brands, to make connections together, to learn from each other. And I really believe in the power of intent. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a sage breath. And while we do the sage breath, I'm gonna ask you to take a moment to think about what it is that you were inspired by this week. 
What do you want to take forward with you home? What gives you hope for your future, for your career, for your brand, for your business? What's your intent that you're setting today? It doesn't have to be, oh, our intent's going to be to be the biggest global brand. It could be that your intent is to go home and take a small idea and try it. As I go through my story, I'll share with you how important intent has been to me in my life. So how you do a stage breath, I'm going to switch mics here because it's a little hard to do both at the same time. Take a moment, close your eyes, and I'm going to get you to take three deep breaths. I'm going to lead you through it. So breathe in. Really open your chest. Exhale. Breathe in. Hold that intent in your mind. Breathe out. And one more. Breathe in. And out. Thank you. So now that I've got you all calm and relaxed and ready to go back to sleep, because I'm sure that some of you have had less than four hours, I'll go into my presentation. It's a great way to start. <laughs> okay, so as I, I mentioned earlier, I'll switch back to my mic. I'm Janelle. Um, I'm the VP of Digital and Marketing at Sage Natural Wellness, and I am so honored to be here today. So grateful to Ryan and to Chris and to Brad and to all of the amazing people that have put this inspired event on. I'm actually going to start and talk to you a little bit about my journey. I'm a real Canadian kid. I've lived in every province from Ontario to BC. I am very familiar with what it means to be a kid trying to shimmy in a Halloween costume over a snowsuit and a toque. It's a day of mourning in my family after the Leafs don't make the playoffs, which happens a lot. And country music television was on at our house every morning getting, uh, when we were little, getting ready. And so we were, we were church kids, and we grew up in church. My father was a minister. We had the luck of having a community around us where we had two things that I think are really central to community. One is a shared set of values and beliefs and a goal and a purpose. And on the other side was a place, a place to come together, a facility to congregate, and a place to bring people together where we can connect over those shared values and those goals. And so we grew up with this, not really knowing that this wasn't quite what everybody experienced. And when I was about, um, I think in my last year of high school, unfortunately, my father um, had a glioblastoma and he passed away. And for me, at this point when kids were thinking a lot about their futures and moving from childhood to adulthood and looking at the future, through a series of unfortunate events, I was grieving the loss of my father. And I also ended up grieving the loss of the belief system and the community that had been a part of my identity my whole life. And I found myself at a really blank spot, not really knowing, not thinking about the future, not dreaming about what I could be, not even worried about what I was going to do for school. I was just in a blank spot. And I don't know at the time that I realized how much the loss of community and the loss of those shared beliefs was impacting me. But as we do as humans, Sometimes you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes you have to get up in the morning and you have to say, I don't know where I'm going, but I want to move forward. And so I did that. And as my career progressed, I got the opportunity early in my career to work for an amazing Canadian brand called WestJet. I think we've got some current and former WestJetters out there. Um, and WestJet's been such an iconic cult brand here in Canada and across the globe. 
And so I don't know that I really knew it at the time, but WestJet sort of started to signal to me that there are ways to find a shared set of beliefs and community, whether it's in music or in brands or in sports, and you know, the owner's care, and this whole idea that air travel could be different was such a powerful experience that, we, that they were creating and have continued to create at that brand. So I began this journey of understanding, and then I got uh, the opportunity to move out to the West Coast, best coast, sorry for everyone that doesn't live on the West Coast, uh, and work for a women's fashion company called Aritzia, another iconic Canadian brand. And I learned so much at Aritzia. I learned so much about the fashion industry and about premium brands and about incredible business. And my life progressed too. I had a child. And as I started to progress in my life and started to start to unpack what was my life had been in my 20s, I started to realize that there was something that was missing for me. And it was that I was missing like a, a little bit of a purpose, a global mission that I wanted to have. And I, I was starting to talk to my husband about it. And um, we set an intent. And I set an intent for myself that what I wanted to do was that I wanted to use my powers of commerce and of digital and of marketing, but I wanted to use it to leave the world in a better place than when I came. And I wanted to have a mission that meant something to me that I was passionate about. So not even two months later, I got a call from Sage. And I had been familiar with Sage because I've suffered with migraines my whole life. Uh, the Chinooks in Calgary were not very friendly to them. And I, um, I started to use Peppermint Halo because um, too many pills will uh, be hard on your stomach. And so I was really excited when I went into the interview. And um, I went into the interview and I sat across from the CEO and she was a female and it was my first female CEO. I was like, check one. <laughs> then she said to me, our vision at Sage is for global wellness. And it was in that moment that I knew that I was gonna be at Sage and it was the right moment and the right place for me. And it started with a simple intent that I had made for myself about who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be. And this incredible thing happened where I had this amazing opportunity presented to me where I was able to use the powers of marketing and business and brand, but to know that I'm genuinely making people's lives better. So I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit now about the wellness industry. The wellness industry is $4.5 trillion. Millennials, I don't know if I get to be included in that category, but I'm really trying. 53% of them think it's their number one concern, next only to family. We're living longer. The essential oil business itself is gonna be worth over $5 billion by 2025. This is an industry that's booming. So who is Sage? We're here for one reason and one reason only. For 25 years, Sage has been helping community members feel better with essential oil blends that actually work. Our vision is global wellness. Our mission is to connect people with the healing power of plants. We have 500 SKUs that are 100% natural. We have 80 North American retail locations across the US and Canada. We create these beautiful experiential locations where what we want you to do is come in and be a part of our community and experience the healing power of plants with us. We've also been named one of Canada's 20, fastest growing companies in 2018 um, by Growth 500. So how did we get there? So we call our customers community members because we believe we're building a community. And so our promise to our community is, is sort of three things. Our promise is that we're 100% natural. 100% natural is not easy. 
Supply chain operations, which much smarter brains than mine have to figure out, is not easy when it's 100% natural. But we know that everything you put on your body and on your skin is absorbed. And so for us, it's so important that everything is 100% natural. Effective. Efficacy for us is so important. Essential oils have actually been used since the, you know, healing, the power plants have been used to heal since the beginning of time. But this is actually relatively new in North America. And so we've actually worked with Health Canada to lobby for regulations in the essential oils. We have many of our remedies are actually registered as over the counters. And so we have made sure that efficacy is so important to us and we back it up. If the essential oil doesn't work for you, I don't care if you bought it three months ago, a year ago, you don't have a receipt, come into our store and talk to us. We want to connect with you. We want to find something that works for you. And so this is part of our outrageous customer experience. And again, as I mentioned, clean. Clean is always important. This has allowed us to basically build this community of wellness enthusiasts who are passionate about our brand, strong partnerships with people that often come to us, most often come to us, and are so passionate about our brand that they want to work with us. It's allowed us to be a thought leader. So not only are we out there talking about SAGE, we're just out there talking about wellness because that's so important to us. And to create empowered teams, our culture is so diverse. You know, the one thing that I, I loved when I, when I came to Sage, which is very different than the fashion industry, is that all of the uh, people that we use in our campaigns, or I'd say like 95% of everyone who we use in our campaigns and our advertising, our creative, they're our people, or our people's people. And that's so important because we are representing the community and we are a, a diverse community ourselves. I'm going to talk to you about four ways that we've built a cult following with the hopes that will inspire you. Number one is purposeful growth. Number two is know your differentiator. Meet people where they're at and build your community. So purposeful growth. So Sage was actually founded in 1992 by founders Kate Ross LeBlanc and Jean-Pierre LeBlanc out of Vancouver. At the time, as I noted, the essential oil industry uh, was maybe kind of considered a little fringe. Might have been a reason that it was in Vancouver, a little hippie at the time. And so it actually wasn't until 2014 that Sage expanded into Ontario and 2016 that Sage expanded into the US. And I like to think about it a little bit that like, Sage was like a slingshot. From like 1992 to that point, they were just like back here, patiently waiting, getting to know the community, figuring out what worked, what happened. And then all of a sudden, as the wellness industry started to explode, Sage was at this perfect position to really like explode ourselves and to have expansive growth. And I think I share this because lots of times you hear the stories of like, we started a company and then five years later, we IPO'd for five billion trillion dollars. And that's just not always the way that it goes. Our paths aren't linear. Our ideas aren't always at the right moment. That's not to say you don't need to move fast. Lots of times you gotta move fast, but sometimes a little bit of patience can really pay off. The second thing is to know your differentiator. And I'm gonna actually like add on to that, to know your differentiator and how to speak to your differentiator. So when I first joined Sage, we did this sleep campaign that I was really excited about and really flopped. And what we did in the sleep campaign was that we talked to you about how um, sleep's a non-renewable resource. So I would be up here and I'd be telling you guys, okay, so who in the audience got less than six hours sleep last night? Who in the audience got less than four hours sleep? 
All right, so this is what I basically said to you in our campaign. That's a non-renewable resource. You're never getting it back. That's just gone. And I gave you all the science of how bad that is for you. And um, incredibly enough, our community was like, well, that's nice, thank you. And it didn't resonate at all. And we like to consider ourselves the friendly expert. Education is really important to what we do. And so I said to myself, okay, well, that campaign really flopped. It kind of felt like a bummer to our community members. That's not what I want. And so what we did is we did some social listening. And so we used a company out of Vancouver called Right Metric, and they went and they looked at us, and all, the simple task that they did is that they went and they looked. What are people talking about on social media when they're talking about stress, when they're talking about sleep, when they're talking about headaches, when they're talking about pain? What are they talking about? And you know what they're not talking about? They're not talking about, I have, oh, my pain's a nine out of 10, I got pain in my arm, I got pain in my neck, I got, this is what they're saying. They're saying, man, I couldn't go skiing with my kids this weekend because I have neck pain. I couldn't make it to work today because I've got a cold. They were talking about how these things, the lack of well-being takes us away from living the full lives that we all want to live. So we got the team all in a room and we said, okay, so how can we use what we listened, which is that people actually, you know, we, we will always present the education, but we want to actually talk and meet the people where they're at. We want to talk to them in their experience and in their language. So what we did is we got in a room and we talked about what we could do and what that meant. And I asked the team to start telling me about the experiences that they have that take them out of their life. And so I have um, a three and a half year old who's about half my height. It doesn't take very much to get half my height. But amazingly, she's like really strong and she tackles me a lot and she, she really likes to wrestle with me and I'm not that strong. And so she constantly is like pulling me over and pushing me over. And, and like I, I, I suffer from migraines and I have neck problems, so this is an issue. So we had this amazing new product coming out, pain product called Extra Strength. And so as we were talking through, okay, well, what could we do for Extra Strength? We started to come up with the, these ideas. It's for when your toddler thinks you're a jungle gym. Or I like to tell people that I run twice a year. I do the, Va the Vancouver Sun Run, which is a 10K run. I run during that and I run one time before that to make sure that I can run 10 kilometers still. And so we started to talk about that when you and everyone started to be like, oh yeah, I've done a marathon and I like never trained and it was very painful after. So we started to talk about all these things in our day-to-day -day lives that actually like where we have pain, where things impact us. And we were able to come up with a campaign and what we saw was that our community like really resonated with it. They started to share with us their little quips and their little things about what gets them out of, uh, you know, what gets them out of their wellness. And it was so incredible to see the difference between when we were presenting the facts as we saw them to when we start and we listened, because we know our differentiator. Sage offers, we have, you know, we have the soaps and the lotions in the bathroom, but our differentiator is our healing power of plants, is our remedial. But even in knowing our differentiator, we still actually weren't nailing it with how we were communicating and how we were connecting with our audience and our differentiator. And so this was such a powerful experience for us, a turning point for us in thinking about how important listening was. And we heard that last night. Listening is so important so that when you're communicating what your differentiator is, everyone, your, your audience can actually connect with that. The third thing that I wanted to talk about is meeting people um, where they're at. So we're a very experiential brand and we started to do some amazing things where we found that we could show up 
So we, we partner with a fellow Vancouver brand you may have heard of called Lululemon. And Lululemon hosts a series of runs. And what we do is we literally just show up at the finish line because it's an emotionally relevant experience to our brand. At the end of the finish line, you've just run your marathon. You've maybe trained, you maybe haven't, your leg, your calves are hurting. And here's Sage with a pain product, 100% natural that we can help you with. And so we partnered with brands like Lulu. We also partnered with a brand, um, a movement, I'm gonna call it, called The Big Quiet in the US. And The Big Quiet is uh, led by a, a gentleman named Jesse Israel. And what he does is he has created these mass meditations in iconic spaces like the Hollywood Cemetery. And he brings people together and we they meditate together and there's music and it's this really powerful events. And we show up at those events and we're actually gonna bring them to Canada next year. So I hope that you'll all come, but we show up at those events because it's an emotionally relevant experience and we can connect with new people the best when we're showing up in the moment that it matters to them. We're meeting them where they're at. We're actually not asking them always to come to our stores. We're getting out there and figuring out how we can meet them where we're at. Our community marketing program is just all about that, partnering with local studios to go and meet people where they're at. I'm like a digital love. It's where I grew up. I love it. It's a lot harder to figure out how to bring experiences like this to life online. And when we talk about um, meeting people or that, I'm online, we talk about personalization. I am so passionate about um, analytics and predictive insights and AI and all of those things. And there's, that's a big part of what we do. Um, but there's another thing that I always remind my team is that meeting people where they're at is personalization. It's getting them what they want when they want it. But it has to be personal. And sometimes we kind of lose sight of that and we talk about the data and we talk about these things and we talk about the ROI and I loved your ROE. We, we talk about all of those things and, and we don't actually talk about, is the message personal? Is it connecting with them? It goes back to my last point of know your differentiator. And so before we had some of the data, we also just tried some stuff. We caught, put a quiz out there to ask people some questions to walk them through. When do you feel pain? Where are you? What kind of pain do you experience? Do you like to take baths? Just a few questions so that even though we didn't yet have all of the amazing predictive insights and uh, customer analytics, we were able to start somewhere and to ask people and to make it personal and meet them where they're at. I think our final thing, which we have really, really focused on, is building community. So we obviously have a community marketing program, as I mentioned. Um, they are out there every day working with the local, uh, local businesses, local thought leaders to connect with our community and create a community. The one thing I like to share with people about community is, you know you've built community when they're vocal. So this past year, we partnered with an influencer uh, maybe a celebrity more than an influencer, who came to us. And we were really excited about it. We were a little nervous about it. And the morning that the collaboration went out, I looked at my phone, I woke up, I looked at my phone, and I went, and all I saw was a lot of green messages, 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 messages. Because our community had some, some opinions about it. Our community had some opinions about who we were partnering with and why we were doing it. If we were just trying to you know, forget our roots and become this big American brand, our community uh, had a lot to say. And what was amazing is our community also had a lot to say on the other side. So while we see our social media feeds start blowing up with comments of who are you partnering with and why are you doing this? 
I also see on the other side, we don't even have to respond because our other community members start saying, no, global wellness is for everyone and like referencing our vision and our mission. And we were just astounded by the fact that we had created such a strong community that they cared on both sides to call us out but also to defend us. And so what, what I, I just always encourage you to know is that if you built community, they are going to talk about what you do and you should cherish that. You should be grateful for that. You should be honored that they're willing to voice their opinions and to stand up for you, to criticize you, to call you out. It was a really, really powerful lesson to us. Second thing about community that I'd share is that it kind of brings me back to where I started which is that the reason why Sage's community is powerful is because we have built something that is purpose-driven, because our community knows what we stand for, because our community knows what we believe in and they believe in it too. We have a shared set of values. We have a purpose together, a global mission together. And secondly, we create spaces for them to come together. We have these beautiful retail locations. We do events with our influencers. We try and always bring any influencers that we're trying to bring on, we always try and do in real life events. We try and bring their community into our space and we match this amazing experience where you have the Bird's Papaya, Sarah Landry, who's a partner of ours, from an amazing woman from Toronto. We bring her to our space. We give some education. We give some friendly expert. She connects with her community. Our community connects. And we bring this thing from the online. We create space for people to come together. And I think that if you can do anything, you can remember, it can be online, it can be in real life, but live your values, share your values with your community, and then create space to come together, to congregate, to build that community together. You're here today being recognized as an emerging cult brand, and uh, are there any sage cult followers out here? Hi guys. Just how fanatical is Sage's following? Because clearly there's some in the audience here. Do you, are there any stories that you can share of, you know, extreme advocacy and... I think one of the things that amazes me, I was in a, a Sage store a couple weeks ago and this community member came up to me. I don't even remember what she asked for, but she like grabbed me and she's like, are you bringing back X? And I texted the team and they're like, that product has not been in the store since 1996. And I was like, wow, okay, passionate about this. And like, you know, I said, like with, with the influencer, we just see on social, we just see them have such strong opinions, wanting certain products. Where's this? Can we do this? Why isn't Sage doing this yet? Like they have, they have so many product suggestions for us. It's just such an indication of how bought in they are to our brand. You started off by uh, talking about uh, your upbringing, your, the, how important community and, and the idea of shared beliefs are. What kind of things do you do, does your team do, does Sage do to really understand your customer in terms of what they believe and what beliefs you may share? So I think, first of all, we are always in the stores um, and we're out there with the community, whether it's in the events that the wonderful teams runs, whether it's in the stores, we, we just believe that like conversation and connection, if you walk into a Sage store, they won't just ask you how you are, because if you ask someone how they are, they just are going to say, fine. They're going to start to ask a series of questions to help you open up and help you feel comfortable with sharing. Um, and so we just really try and create one-on-one -on -one connection and then bring all of that information all of that qualitative data back to uh, the office. And then I also, I'm obviously a numbers person, and so I also really love to use um, analytics to see what's happening and to see what we can learn there as well. 
you were talking about your growth rate and stuff. As you continue to grow at that rate, presumably you will. What what things are you doing to protect those really special things that that made that brand so important, so meaningful, and relevant to to the customers that have been with you so far? One thing is that we have a one pager at our business that every everybody in the business has, and it has our values on it. It has the things that we hold true to ourselves, what we consider our sacred cows, and we review that as a full business quarterly. We set quarterly rocks and our goals, and and we create these rhythms um, in our internal culture so that we make sure that we know that we can keep it alive as we grow. You talked about the brand in terms of, I think the label you used was, we like to call ourselves the friendly expert. And I'm wondering, is that common nomenclature? What does that actually mean to, to the brand and to consumers on the other side? Yeah, so I mean, I think it comes back to um, my wonderful sleep campaign that did not go that well. When we say we're the friendly expert, it is important in our space. There's a lot of education that's required. A lot of people aren't aware of essential oils. They aren't aware of the healing power of plants. There's a lot of education. So when we educate, what we want to do is we want to provide you the right amount of information for where you're at. So if you're super, you know, you're super familiar, then you know what? You're not going to want to talk with essential oils. You're not going to want to talk to me. You're going to want to talk to Trevor here because he's got all the really detailed information. But if you're not, we really try and make sure that we're giving you the right amount of information and that we're your friend. I'm not here to lecture you or to tell you that your use of other products is bad. I'm just here to offer you something that's 100% natural. Well, thank you so much. And, and thanks for being here. And congratulations on, uh, on being honored. Thank you, guys. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh, yeah. Can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. I really enjoyed Janelle's four main points. I concur that what is needed in most firms isn't just growth for growth's sake, but purposeful growth that's aligned with many other strategic priorities and is tempered with this commitment to quality products and being able to provide a remarkable customer experience. I also agree that more businesses need better, more compelling differentiators. And once those have been enhanced, they need to improve how they speak to those differentiators. Third, I like how Janelle talked about meeting people where they're at, doing more experiential activations that allow brands to exploit this cult brand principle of congregate. You know, we've known for decades that the best brands have learned that making impressions is so much more impactful than buying impressions and brand activations do that well. Lastly, I appreciate Janelle's admonition to us to build community by really catering to local, local businesses and reaching out or creating local thought leaders and hosting events locally at the grassroots level. You know, she gave us some wise counsel when she said that you'll know you're building the community the right way when your own brand fans come to your defense when needed. 
Anyway, I hope you enjoyed Janelle's remarks as much as I did and that you have a chance to experience the power of Sage's essential oils for yourself. Until next time. Once again, this is your host, Chris Neeland, and you've been listening to Cult Brand Secrets, where we explore the great speakers and insights shared at the gathering of Forbes' top-rated business summit. Learn more about the gathering at cultgathering.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. It really helps. Cult Brand Secrets is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Learn more about our podcast at evergreenpodcast.com. Special thanks to Connor Standish and Laura Winter for their assistance in making this podcast possible. Also, I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, William Pritz, as well as executive producers, David Moss and Bridget Coyne. I'm your host, Chris Nealon. Thanks for listening. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.